Bobby uh, Davis here from San Clemente. I'm an alcoholic. Glad to be here tonight. And uh, yeah, cool. Uh, this is, it's really stoked to be here. This this was one of the uh, this was like a staple meeting back when I when I first got sober, and it's great to see it kind of back again. Uh, it just brings back a lot of really great memories. Um, I, uh, um, I I I'm, I'm an active member of Alcoholics Anonymous. I think that's probably been the thing that's kept me, you know, saving grace. Um, I got to, I got introduced to the program back in uh, September of 1987. Uh, my sobriety day, September 16th, 1987. Um, picked up a sponsor at 60 days and uh, I'm, he still is my sponsor. Uh, he's got a sponsor and I sponsor guys. So, you know, my part of my message is uh, I'm in the middle of AA. Um, which is a great place to be. I, uh, I actually met the speaker uh, who we're going to hear a wonderful story tonight. I met him at uh, the same nut ward. And he's the guy that first passed on the message of Alcoholics Anonymous to me. And we've been friends ever since. So uh, another part of my message would be to anybody like a newcomer or, uh, or somebody would be uh, latch on to somebody who you maybe do this thing with. We've been doing it together for uh, 30 some odd years here. And uh, it's been a good Good, been a good support group, so a support system. I, uh, you know, I, I got here after uh, I got here when I was 35 years old, and uh, you know, briefly, you know, I had a I had a really I had a really good relationship with alcohol. Uh, started at a very early age, when uh, 1963, when I was like 11 years old, my brother got me drunk on uh, vodka, and uh, that's when I first remember that uh, my first recollection or my first acknowledgement of how uncomfortable I was until I had something that made me comfortable. And it was, uh, let's, uh, I don't know, do the math. It was a long time ago, <laughs> uh, 50 some odd years ago, but I remember the day and I remember the exact feeling. Um, this is my older brother. I felt, uh, felt part of, I just felt different. It was like, everything was magic real quick. It was like a light switch and the deal with alcoholism, uh, for me, I believe I was an alcoholic from the get go. And I can remember after the first two or three, pulls on that vodka was the uh, phenomenon of craving, craving kicked in. I liked what I had. I, want, I felt really good and I wanted to feel really good or quicker. And uh, just that, that was the first time when I was 11 years old to drink to, you know, obsession kicked in. The phenomenon of craving kicked in. I drank to a blackout and uh, woke up the next day with absolutely no hangover and felt really good. I, I, I didn't become a daily drinker at, you know, 11 years old. It's pretty hard to do, but uh, what saved me, what I believe is, you know, the, this, this whole thing with alcohol and what it does for alcoholics is that uh, it gave me, a, it, it gave me a, like a, you know, like a, a some of my back pocket I could always rely on when I was in trouble or, or scared, you know, I mean, I'm 11 years old and I've already been introduced to a, to a feeling I've ever felt before. And um, that kept me, I think that kept me, that helped me get through grammar school at a Catholic school that helped me get through going from a Catholic school to a public school and trying to fit in. Uh, that helped me get through all the uncomfortable things that can happen when you're growing up, man. Um, I could, there was occasions where I could drink, but there was also the occasions where I'd be super uncomfortable and uh, just think back to that, uh, that feeling, knowing that it was there somewhere. So, um, you know, I, I you know, the introduction of alcohol at an early age, I think, saved, saved me from doing something probably crazy or ending up on the, you know, post office wall somewhere. But uh, I had a really good run. I had a great time. High school was fun. It was really, everything went fine. 
you know, after high school, I got a really good job doing sailing boats around the world and it was kind of a tough gig. Somebody had to do it, I guess. But um, the, uh, I, I, my life was fun up until uh, October 6, 1973. And, I, and it, that's, it to be the day I got married. And um, no disrespect to the, to, the, to the woman I married, but um, that changed my life. And what happened to me real quick uh, is, uh, man, I, I, I took responsibility. I cha it changed my life to the point where I had had a really good run up until that point where I didn't have to do a lot of stuff. And all of a sudden I'm married and I had a vision of, I needed to be responsible. And I was, and I had to be think I had to be something. I had to, I had to be a husband and I had to do all the stuff that I was brought up as, you know, my dad was a great father and I had a great example and I had no clue. I, I had to do all these things. I was totally ill-equipped to do. So uh, for me, I had, I had a, uh, from 21 to 35 years old, um, I tried really hard uh, to be a success. I tried really hard to be a father and a husband. I failed miserably at, at uh, those things. Um, uh, I, you know, the, the harder I tried to do something, the, the, the more difficult it was to achieve something. And the more I drank and it was a vicious cycle. And uh, it's kind of like, a, you know, I don't know, an analogy, an analogy could be something along the lines of, uh, you know, I'm, I was maybe I was like flying in an airplane till I was 21, and just and flying along, having a really good life, and then right when 21 happened, uh, started ran out of fuel and had a really long glide path till I crashed in uh, basically uh, September of '87. So, um, you know, I, uh, I, uh, I. Fortunately, made it to a place that the reason I got to a place was my father was a physician and he had a psychiatrist friend who ran a place called Capistrano by the sea. Um, I went to go see him. My wife had gone to Al-Anon and she kind of spoiled my drinking and things weren't really comfortable around the house. And um, I thought she was being unreasonable. So I went to see this man and um, explained that my wife was being unreasonable. He knew her as well and he agreed with me kind of, and he said, uh, he suggested I come visit his little, his little psychiatric hospital for a, uh, a little break, because I was so stressed out. He told me I'd be there a week. Um, he knew me well enough. He knew me, he knew me when I was growing up, and he knew me that I was, he knew what I was, and he knew I needed the place. And what he did is he tricked me into going to a place that was really a lockdown unit, uh, where you walk in and you don't walk out. And, um, he saved my life. The guy was a great guy. He knew what he, he knew who he was dealing with. He told me when I was in there that uh, about two or three weeks in, he told me that watching me grow up, grow up, uh, he knew I'd be in a, he knew I'd be in a, he knew I was on my way to being an alcoholic. He knew I was going to be in a nut ward sometime in my life. And that was pretty interesting to hear from a guy who watched me grow up. So uh, grateful I met uh, our speaker there tonight. Uh, he was there before me. Uh, he, he, he came into my, what check-in room or wherever it's called. I wasn't feeling very well and he came in and he was not invited. Um, I didn't have a, you know, come on in and say hi to me, sign out in the door. He just uh, <laughs> shook his way in my room and introduced himself. I don't, I mean, I don't think he even introduced himself. He probably, I, I do know he said something along the lines that we can do this together, this thing works. And that's the first time I ever listened to anybody. I can be honest with you and tell you that he looked a lot worse than I felt and there was absolutely no reason in the world that I should listen to this man. But, um, here we are, 33 some odd late later. Uh, he shared the message. I believed him, and we started working this program together. Um, you know, I welcome the newcomers. I can only suggest that uh, what worked for me is, uh, like I said, I'm I'm active, 
and Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I got a sponsor of 60 Days, like I mentioned. I've kept current with him. I talk to him still almost every day. Uh, even before this whole thing happened, man, we, were, we had a, a good relationship, so that hasn't changed. A lot of my, a lot of my program hasn't changed because of this, this uh, thing we're going through, because um, I had a pretty good foundation and a good communication thing. I talked to a lot of people. Again, if you're new, try and spread out a little bit, get, get a core group of people. Um, you know, and I, I, you know, I picked my sponsor and I, we, we took the steps in order and he made them, he understood who I was and, and we, you know, I could, I, I can talk about the steps forever. I, I love the steps and I can just tell you that it was a, it was a, an experience to work, to work with somebody and take steps together and uh, have it turn out to be something that's re resulted in me being able to sit and, you know, looking at you people, I don't, I know a couple of people in there. I could call out some people there, Kirk, Kelly, some guys. I mean, I know a lot of you, but uh, you know, a lot of you I don't. And I, I'm comfortable telling you my story because it's all I have to tell you. I, I don't have, you know, my, my sponsor and I joke a little bit occasionally when we try to come up with something clever and we both kind of chuckle and go, you know, there's really nothing original that we can come up with. It's all in the book and we can do a little nuance here and there, but uh, comes down to, uh, you know, we go back to the steps whenever we have a problem. So uh, I think I've uh, taken up enough of your time to uh, just introduce a, a very grateful alcoholic here who, uh, and if I'll tell you, one last thing, newcomers, man, if if this wasn't better than than what I had before, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be doing this since 1987. That's about as simple as I can, as simple as message I can give you. If the stuff that I do and, and have the people I've met and the life I have, I've also, by the way, I'm still married to that woman who what, who did a drive-by drop-off at the uh, campus around by the sea. She did a little 12-step drive-by. I don't think she stopped as I got out of the car, but I'm still married to her. We're going to have 47 years of marriage in October. So uh, blessed beyond the wildest dreams. I'm grateful that I'm able to share a few minutes with you people, and uh, I will uh, thank you all for listening, and I will sign off or sign out or unmute or whatever I'm supposed to do. Thank you.